document real life when real life's getting more like fiction each day. Headlines, breadlines, blow my mind, and now this deadline, eviction or pay. Rent! Hello, beloved audience, and welcome back to another episode of From the Shelf. And I would personally like to give a big happy birthday to my brother, Anthony. Happy birthday. Start the fucking tally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess so today we're going to keep a tally of how many times Anthony curses in this review. Um, So and by the end, we will tell you the final result. But you're going to you're not going to be able to keep track. Lord. All right. Well, what are we covering today, Anthony? Because you're a fucking sadist, we're covering rent. (laughs) (sighs) You know what? You know what? You know what this is? This is the one. This is like the Ring of Power from Lord of the Rings for me. This is the one DVD forged in the fires of hell and now let loose upon the world. This is a good musical. No, it's not. What? You gave me Jesus Christ Superstar? This is a piece of fucking shit made by douchebags. Or starring douchebags. I actually like Tick, Tick, Boom. I don't know what the fuck happened here. Ugh. You cannot... This is a. This is one of the highest. I st- yes, I, I stand corrected. It's not, it's not made by douchebags. It is starring douchebags, or the actors are playing douchebags. However you want to say it. Fuck this show. That's one. That's like three. What are you talking about? Well, I wasn't gonna count douchebags as one. I've dropped an f bomb three times already. Oh. Shows how much I pay attention to you. Ugh. I'm just kidding. Ugh. All right. Let and now I'm get... smoking. I'm smoking. No, you're not. You better not be. You're Either right. I'm, act- I'm actually drinking. Oh. Either way, let's get right into it. And we're looking at the 2005 movie, not the actual Broadway production of it, though a lot of, almost all, if not all, yeah, no, not all of them, but almost the entire original cast is back for the movie. So we have Wilson, Jermaine, Heredia, Edina, oh my, I can't speak, Edina Menzel, Anthony Rapp, uh, who plays Mark Cohen is what I was going to say, Adam Pascal, Taye Diggs, uh, Jesse L. Martin, Rosario Dawson, who was not originally on the Broadway cast. She sticks out like a sore goddamn thumb. (laughs) Uh, And Tracy Toms, who was also not a member of the original Broadway cast, but that's okay. I mean, Um, she fits in, but Rosario Dawson, she just sticks out. It's clear she was just put in for star power. It's, It's just so distracting. Was she, like, a big actress at the time, though? She was a she was a name. Okay. Recognizable. Yeah, I mean she she does stick out like a little bit, but Tracy, I was like, you I don't mean, belong here. 
I don't think Tracy Tom sticks out though because she was um I think she was already like an act like a musical theater actress beforehand. She's been in like other stage productions of Rent, just not the original. Slumming it. Huh. So let's get right into it. If if you don't know any of the songs from Rent, then you know this one. The first song, Seasons of Love. It's not even the first song in the show. It's the first song of Act Two. Is it? Yes. Because it's supposed to to say, a year has passed. So it makes no goddamn sense why they're putting it in the opening. The song sucks anyway, so who cares? It does not suck. Um... I don't mind that it's at the beginning. I mean, I guess in, in from the stage version. Fuck off. But they're not gonna um with I know with a lot of the longer adaptations of Broadway musicals that they would put in an intermission, but they weren't going to here. It kind of just met where it needed to be in terms of not having an intermission. So I I think it makes more sense to have this song at the beginning. Except they play this say this song after New Year's Eve in the film. So really, this is superfluous. A reprise is a thing. Ugh. So you can't even say that. Except it's not a reprise because they're saying the exact same lyrics. A reprise can be the same thing. It doesn't matter. Ugh. So, your point still is invalid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, we have the opening, Seasons of Love, and it's just our main players here, which I... In I a like. random stage, this has yeah, nothing to do with was, anything. Okay, I will say, I will say, that was, that was random. Um, Ask me what then, it means! Ask me what it means! Well, it's whatever. Um, and then we get our title song, Rent, which, uh, I love. It's such a good song. Yeah, except the dumbasses are burning shit in their house. No, They have no power. No, I get that. But then they throw the fucking fire out the window. Like, well, congratulations, now your asses are gonna freeze, so... Well, that was to prove a point, because, um... Fuck proving a point! I need to stay warm! It's fucking winter in New York! They're not concerned with it, clearly. Clearly they're not, because they're a bunch of idiots. Are you going to have an actual opinion, or are you just going to shit on it the entire time? I have an actual opinion. Then make it! (laughs) They're idiots! They're lazy, self-entitled idiots! Give me reasons. They're fucking douchebags! They are so self-absorbed, shit on Ty Diggs, even though he's the one actually trying to do shit, achieve his goals in life, but no, he sold out. He's not with the bohemian scene. We are artists. Fuck you. They're artists. They're bohemians. They're douches. That's the entire point. 
The, in, the entire point is they're a bunch of assholes? No, the entire point is that they're supposed to be against the yuppies and the people who sold out because they're Make artists. them likable! They are! This fucking guy has is shooting these documentaries with no microphone on his camera, mind you, so he ain't capturing shit. Literally goes to the, his friend's aid meetings and exploits their suffrage no, for no, his no, no, own. No, no, no. no, that is not true, because he asks them beforehand if he can record. Yeah, arguing semantics. It's not semantics! He's not profiting off of them yet, and he they gave yet. him permission. Yet, she says. They gave him permission. If he really was an asshole, then he would have just recorded without asking. Like he did with that homeless woman and she called him out? Exactly. She called him out. Your points about this are not valid. Either way. Either way. So... The title song is about how, obviously, they're not going to pay their rent, which mm, I don't agree with. So I, I agree with you there. They need to pay their rent. Because they don't want to work. They don't want to do anything. They're following their dreams. And me, I get that. Work. The rest of them do work. Here's the difference. We are doing something similar with a podcast, but we work jobs and you go to school. Collins is a college student. I have no uh, beef with Collins. Collins is the only is actually the only decent one out of the bunch. Joanne is a lawyer. She doesn't belong with this group. I'm sorry. Maureen performs gigs, so she gets paid for Ma- them. Maureen is just a bored little rich girl who emotionally who's emo- emotionally manipulative. She is emotionally manipulative. Um, but she does gigs, and her parents have money, so she has And money. so does Mark! And Mark openly insults his parents for being not artiste, and yes. that's bohemian. And Mimi works. Mimi kills dogs for money! That's Angel, oh, not so, Mimi. Yes, thank you, thank you. I was... Mimi's a I stripper that blows saying. her money on heroin. But she works! And blows her money on heroin. It doesn't matter. She works. She's not. It's superfluous. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. She's, she's blowing her money on drugs. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact that you said that they're lazy and they don't work. Mimi works. So you can't say that. The well, only ones who don't seem to be working are Mark and Roger. White boy with a acoustic guitar. Anyway. So, Ty Diggs, who plays uh, Benny, um, he comes down because I think he's... I guess he's the landlord of the the lofts that they're in. Um, And he talks about how... um, This is the song you'll see. Um, He says, listen, if you get Maureen to stop her protests, then you can live here rent-free. Fuck yeah, let's burn that fucking theater to the ground. But 
Mark doesn't want to do that because Maureen is his ex-girlfriend who he's still in love with. And they say that Benny is a sellout. Get young over scum. it. And that's basically what you'll see is. Um, then we go to One Song Glory, which is um, Roger's song. Um, one of many. Um, about voice, how- Roger's voice is so whiny when he sings. I'm sorry. No offense to the actor. No. Adam Pascal is a great singer. Yeah, go back to the Captain America musical. Are you sure you're not talking about Anthony Rapp? They both sound whiny. Nah. No, I don't agree with you there. He's the asshole that kicked Jack Black out of his band in School of Rock, so I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> I didn't realize he, he was did. in that. did! I didn't realize he was in that. I didn't either until I looked him up. Yeah. Um, he's he actually fucking kicked Jack Black out of the band. Number one, you never kick Jack Black out of the band. He's actually a very big... Um, Broadway actor, Adam Pascal. He was in the Captain America musical Rogers from Hawkeye. You know, I still haven't watched Hawkeye. Oh, Hawkeye's great. <laughs> um, but in One Song Glory, Roger is singing about how he's trying to write one last big hit before he dies because he has AIDS. Everyone has AIDS. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Not everyone in this. Everyone in this has AIDS, except for three people. Joanne, Maureen, Mark, and Collins. No, Collins has AIDS. Are you sure? Yeah, he has AIDS. Why else is he at the meetings? To support Angel? I I think they pretty much said he has AIDS. Here, I'm looking this up. Because I Detective don't think... Joe West, no! I don't think he does. I'm literally typing in on Google this Collins. Oh, he does! You're Booyah. right! You love this shit! I hate it! And I noticed this. Huh. I don't... I guess I didn't... Huh. Everyone got AIDS. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Oh, and I'm sorry. He's not a student at MIT. He was a professor. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. That That he quits. No, they fired him. Oh, they fired his ass. They said they fired me because of my theory on actual reality. Oh, I thought they fired him because his ass barely even went. What? Half the time, he's just fucking wandering the streets with everyone. Well, now he's unemployed, so he can. Time for him, he's still employed. What? Isn't it when we first see him, he's employed? No. Oh. You didn't watch the movie then, clearly. I'm so, I was just, I was consumed by anger. No, he clearly says, like, they fired me because of my theory on actual reality. Anyway, next song is uh, Light My Candle, which is Roger and Mimi. Again, Um, Rosanna's not a bad singer. I'm just like, you don't fit. 
She really doesn't. I don't think like she, she sticks again. I I'm repeating myself, but she sticks out. I don't like when I was younger, not like young, young, but like when I was a mid teenager and I was watching this a lot, I used to really like her performance in this, but getting older, I, I don't really like the way her voice is that much. Well, it also doesn't help that her character is pretty much a heroin junkie that's trying to get Roger to relapse with her so she'll have a fuck buddy, a heroin buddy. True. True. Yeah. Also, Angel kills dogs for money. Meh. There could be worse. Why do you like these people? But yeah, basically, in Today For You, it's, uh, it's Angel... Talking about how she made money by, by killing someone's pet dog and trimming someone's Christmas tree. I don't care. I'm never getting. I'm not getting over the fact that she kills dogs for money. I don't think it's something that she does regularly. Wouldn't she? Still so... did it. She still did it. If you were given a thousand dollars to No! I'ma stop you right there! No! The dog killed itself, technically. It jumped off. She didn't throw it. Are you really defending this? I'm i I'm not defending anything. I'm just saying she technically. You're such a didn't... cat person. Annalise Holzer condones dog murder for money. Don't say that. No, I Hashtag don't. Hashtag cancel Annalise. I do not. I'm just saying, all she did was play her... Uh, I can't, well... She killed that dog. The she, dog jumped off the ledge. She killed a dog for money. And gloats about it. She didn't do it, technically. She wasn't even in the same room. It was the same apartment. She killed that dog. Whatever. Anyway, next. (laughs) (laughs) Next is Tango Maureen, which is um, performed by Mark and Joanne. Joanne is... Such a this is such a toxic relationship. She's so overbearing and super jealous. Which one? Joanne. You think? Really? I don't Granted, know. Maureen will probably sleep with any anything that gives her the eye. Yeah. But Joanne's no better. She's not a cheater, though. And more no, but she's just oh, too, way too overbearing and extremely jealous at every turn. I don't know. Like, I see where you're coming from, definitely. <laughs> True. She's huh. nice to Mark. No, back off. That's my candy. Uh, mine, 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 mine. Oh, my. You're having a conversation with some person? No, you're cheating. Back, back. Uh, She's mine. Mine, you hear me? Mine. Down, down, down. 
but they talk about Maureen, or they sing, I'm sorry, they sing about Maureen and how she cheats. Don't worry, Adina Menzel, Wicked will come and save your career. Uh, She was good in this. As I said, Wicked will save your career. (laughs) Actually, has she already done Wicked by this point? Um, I don't know. Because they're all 35 playing 20-year-olds. Um, I think, well, she definitely did Wicked before the movie. Yeah, that's what I meant, the movie, because they all came back, even though they're all way too old to be these parts. Yeah, because, um, Wicked opened in 2003, and the movie was in 2005. Yep, as I said, way too old. Uh, so, next song is Life Support. Which honestly, which one was that? That's the one where they're at the support group and the one okay. random guy starts singing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this one, this is a song that kind of just fades into the background, really. So, but it's about um, the support group, an AIDS group. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's there's really not much that much to say about it. Is that stupid subway song? What? Is the next song that song Jesse L. Martin sings in the subway? No, the next one is Another Day. Which one's another When Mimi Oh wait. Oh the one where she eggs him on? Uh sorry, I'm trying I think it got the order mixed up a little bit. Um yeah, it did. So after life support is out tonight, which is Mimi's song. Yeah, uh, well, she's a stripper. I'm like, this and the this is not even the worst strip club I've ever seen. She doesn't even strip in it. She's just dancing around in her underwear. It's more of a burlesque show. Well, she says in um, "Light My Candle," that's where I work. I dance. So, she's but they made it seem like she's a low down stripper. Well, I'm pretty sure it is like a strip club. But she's not stripping. She never said she was a stripper. I don't know. I've never been to a strip club, honestly, so I really don't know how it works. I don't either. Anyway. Um that's like the upbeat fun song out tonight. Upbeat fun. I'm just saying. Um and by the end of that, she's at Roger's apartment or loft i guess and it goes into another day and no day she just breaks in she climbs in through the window so sorry i was taking a sip of my water Um, oh my god but yeah this is where she like eggs him on a little bit and she just starts kissing him aggressive much a little bit and takes out her little baggie of heroin. Again, she's a to- <laughs> she's a jerk, man. She's he's clearly a recovering heroin junkie. And she's like, "Come on, let's do it. Let's do it." Nah, and he's man. Like, no, like, I'm you, good. I'm good. You got AIDS. They both have AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers: Mimi has AIDS. <laughs> of course, of course, she does. 
Do you think she got it from sleeping around or needles? If I had to guess, probably needles. I'm going with sleeping around. I don't know. Um, next after that, well, Mark or Mark, sorry, uh, Roger rejects her basically. Um, and then the next song after that is "Will I," um, and that's a lot of like the background characters, but then it goes into our main characters. Um, the songs just blend together. Well, they're back to back. They're bound to blend together a little bit. Like, oh my god. <laughs> There's barely any like actual dialogue in this, but it's a musical, so you can't expect anything else. But the songs aren't good. Yes, they are. No. Mm, that's your opinion. <sighs> Pretty much every song ends with the repeating of the chorus. Just Nine. That's what a musical does. They're repeating. No, they don't. It's literally um I lost my shoe, and then the end end of the song will be I lost my shoe, I lost my shoe, I lost my shoe, I lost my shoe nine times. You can't even say anything because Jesus Christ Superstar did the same exact thing. Are you seriously gonna compare the glory of what's the buzz to this? I'm not even talking about what's the buzz. I am, because that's the only song I want to bring up for Jesus Christ Superstar. At least you have some diversity here. Shit. City. Huh? What diversity? There's breaking up between the lyrics. Like, yes, it does repeat, but it's supposed to repeat. That's what you do in musicals. You bring back lyrics from other songs and tie them into your other songs. That's uh, what you do. Either way. Tick, tick, boom. I like the music in that. What happened? This is not tick, tick, boom. I'd rather be watching tick, tick, boom. Well, we're not doing that, so. Anyway. Our next song is Santa drink. Fe. Our next song is Santa Fe, which You is stole that from Newsies. Boo. No, and it's not the only one though. There's a a couple of other ones. I I don't. They know stole other songs are. from Newsies. No, no. There are other musicals who have songs about Santa Fe. Are you? <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> Why? I I don't know. Why is Santa Fe popular in musicals? Have they even been to Santa Fe? Don't know. Um, but it's literally about how Roger wants to leave and go to Santa Fe. <laughs> but why does Jesse L. Martin sing it? It's Angel, Mark, Roger, and Angel. This is when they're on the subway. Oh, yeah. Angel sing it. These people just blend so it. I just, I need to, I need <laughs> and so after that um, wait before my drink we get to this love song and it's fine whatever I, I can take it or leave it but it's, it's shot terribly 
It's called I'll Cover You, and it's between Angel and Collins. It's literally just them walking on a sidewalk. There's no dynamic shots, no nothing. It's literally just... They go to, like, a market, and Angel gets... Oh, they go shopping. I'm just saying, they're not just walking on the sidewalk. But it's still on the same sidewalk. It's like a street store. It's so boring. Yeah, I will say, like, the shot the shot of it itself is a little The camera boring. work is oh, uninspired. Man. Then again, that's the camera work throughout this entire film. Meh. Meh. I can't say much about it. I mean, I don't mind it, but I don't love it either. Um, and, like, it's Angel and Colin's love song. Um, it's very sweet. It's a good song. I like that song. Um, next is, so this is the song that's in Maureen's protest, uh, which is Over the Moon, which is this strange. Doesn't, this, this, this whole play makes no goddamn sense. She starts <laughs> mooing. Well, it's called Over the Moon. She's a cow. The cow jumped over the moon. Hello. It's, not, it's like you're not even paying attention. I think you're just reading too much into this. How? There's nothing to read into. It's literally what it is. I think she's just a rich girl trying to be cool. She's protesting. She's just a rich girl trying to be cool. She's a performance artist. This is what she does. Rich girl trying to be cool. Are you going to have any other opinion besides just shitting on mine? I'm shitting on the movie. Your opinion's your opinion. I'm not taking it away from you. But you're ignoring everything that I'm saying in regards to what it's supposed to be. And that's what it's supposed to be. She's a performance artist protesting. And the song, Over the Moon, is literally about how, like, the, 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 the rhyme, like, Hey, diddle, diddle, the cat and the fiddle, the cow jumped over the moon. Well, she blew it. Anyway. <laughs> Her protest gets interrupted. Or it gets, like, broken up by the police or something like that. Well, she, like, eggs on the crowd. Like, he brought the police there just to make sure, all right, let's just make sure this is okay. Yeah, I ha- I, I do have to say, like, she when is I the one that eggs this shit on. Yeah, but I have to say, like, one of the first few times that I watched this movie, um, when she goes, moo with me, I, I laughed out loud. I was like, what the fuck is this? That's that was my reaction. I'm like, did did Elsa just moo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so after the protest gets broken up, they all go to this like restaurant. Um and this is where we get like one of our bigger songs, La Vie Boheme, which I love. I love this song. No, I hate this song. Why? Well, for starters, it starts off with them just telling off Benny, who, again, they unjustly hate just because he made something of himself and because they hate yuppies, which, you know what? You may hate yuppies, but you'd be like, but he's our friend, so we'll, ro- we'll roast him, but. I think they, just, they were. I think they were they fine just, with him until they he became. They test him. Too. 
I think they were fine with him being a yuppie until he became like an asshole. I don't. He's not even that much of an asshole. I know, but like I'm saying, he's not like, even an their, asshole. So that, I'm sorry, but that perspective is what I'm saying. They come off as the assholes. I mean, hell, the waiter goes like, "Um, you guys don't even could you just come here and sit. You don't even eat or drink anything." Well, that's not true. I had tea. You didn't pay for it. They paid this time. With dog murdering money, but that's besides the point. But then he says, hey, please don't combine the tables. Let's combine the tables. These people are horrible. Terrible customers. If I was was a waitress and I got this type of, like, these types of customers, I would not want to deal with it. So I understand that part. Um... (laughs) But as this far phantom as, sabotage this. Uh, but as far as like the the music aspect of it, I really enjoy it. I mean, the, you can. The whole time I felt like Al, Alex from A Clockwork Orange. I'm just going, stop it, stop it, stop it! I haven't seen that movie either. Uh, <laughs> the song just goes on and on. It overstays its welcome. It's supposed to, though. Like that. That's but, the point. But even, they even address it because Benny and his group just leave. They're just trying to have a meal, and they're just like being asses. Like, oh look, it's Benjamin. Let's harass him. Yeah. But it's supposed to be loud and in your face and a little rude. I like, I get that, but you you just come off as jerks. But again, that's the point I'm sorry that's just I don't I don't like intentional jerks you're not gonna make me side with the jerks you're gonna make me side with the rational ones I'm not trying to make you side no with I'm not saying you I'm, I'm talking about the film oh either way yeah the f- that's it, my phrase of the of the night either way either yeah like I don't know why I'm honestly I'm surprised at how subdued I am. <laughs> um, because it's like 10 o'clock at the time we're recording this and I don't want to disturb my neighbors. <laughs> I do. Uh-huh. I am actually considerate. Go figure. Oh, but like, wow. But I'm sorry. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, they're, they're intentionally supposed to be assholes and douches because they're... Right. But you, I... I can't like people like that. I just can't. Like, you're not going to make me sympathize with them because literally as this scene is when it all starts going down and you're supposed to feel sorry for these people, like, no. you like, Angel is dying of age, but I can't feel bad for her because she literally had a song about her killing a dog to make money. I still stand by she didn't do it. <laughs> that, that's the... You can stand by it, but it's hard for me to sympathize with that. So, from La Vie Boheme, it goes into I Should Tell You, which is between uh, Roger and Mimi. Um, and they're telling each other... I get, Are they telling each other that they have AIDS? Like, I don't really understand. I, yes, I, that's what I got. But again, I hate this movie, so I could be entirely wrong, but I think it's just pretty much the same. Hey, you have AIDS? I have AIDS. Let's get together. Basically. And I mean, I don't really understand it from a different way than that. But here's my question. Now, 
I'm a child of the 90s, so I really don't know. The pill she's taking, I've been led to believe in my research that that was a pretty expensive pill for the time. I guess maybe like health. How the hell is these? How the hell are these broke ass bums paying for that? Well, I think because they go to like clinics. Because how does how does Roger have his AZT? I mean, that's that's a good argument. I but they don't show the. Yeah, I I honestly I'm. But I'm do, not do the clinics just give that for free? Like uh, they gotta charge it. I'm I'm assuming. Uh, uh, in all honesty, I have no idea. Yeah, this is just kind of proving my point where this film fails to capture what it was like in the late 80s during the AIDS epidemic that was going on. Well, I don't know if it's... Re- it's it's more about the characters and AIDS. Yeah, but I mean, and, but AIDS the, the AIDS crisis is the, is the backdrop. And I feel like this film... Fails at capturing that. A well, little the, bit. the film and the play in general, because I would say, because the 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 show in general just doesn't it, really. It, it and I know for a fact Jonathan Larson was around for this. His friends, li- he had friends that literally died from this. Right, and uh, well, did hold on. I think this is it's just a matter of he was too close to the material. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, his his best friend contracted HIV. I yeah, was, I, was I, I, I think this is just an example of you were too close to your subject matter. Yeah, and I mean, it could have definitely been that way. Um, so we get a little bit of a break in between I Should Tell You and Take Me or Leave Me. Um, and in between that time, Maureen... <laughs> Dina Menzel dressed up as Catwoman during this break, because the break is New Year's Eve, correct? Uh, I believe so. I'll give this movie props for pretty much having (laughs) Dina Menzel dressed up as Catwoman wearing tight letter pants. I'm sorry, that may be sexist and and piggish of me, but I'm sorry. She looks good. She looks good. (laughs) She still looks good. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just gonna open my door, and Dina Menzel is just gonna be standing outside my door and just slap me. You wish. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you are a thousand percent right. <laughs> <laughs> but during this like break of songs, we get um, uh, Maureen and Joanne get engaged, and this next song takes. Do you want to be life partners? Yeah, um, but here's 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 an, my example of why I say Joanne's just is just as bad. She's just she's a she's controlling, suspicious, jealous. Well, wouldn't you get upset? If I mean, granted, granted, Maureen is doing some flirting. Yes, like wouldn't you be upset if your fiance? But she just goes off the rails. Else? She goes off the rails. Well, Joanne is, like, fed up, because I'm sure this has happened multiple times. Oh, probably. So, you, like, wouldn't you be upset? And, and honestly, I'm surprised Mark isn't filming this. Yeah. 
But like, with his no microphone camera. I'm sorry, I will not let that go. (laughs) There's no microphone on his camera. Especially at your engagement party, wouldn't you be upset if your fiance was flirting with somebody else? Now listen, I've had that happen, and you know what I did? You've never been engaged. You just ruined the joke. Thank you. What would you do? Cry to mommy. (laughs) 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 But up, up, but up, up. (laughs) But they get engaged and then immediately break up. Oh, yeah. Well, at least maybe now you two can get together. Back together. Uh, Mark and Maureen. Um... The next song is Without You, which, honestly, I'm going to be so honest with you, I don't remember this song. I don't remember this song. Is this the song that takes everyone's dying of AIDS? No, I think this is when Roger decides to leave. Oh wait! Oh no! Okay, so no, this- he he leaves after Angel dies. So this has to be when um, it has to be when he- Angel dies. Like this no, this is this is the song that after Roger discovers that Mimi's still talking to Benny. Yeah. Did he just leave his wife? Hmm. I always wonder about that because they never say. Yeah, like his whole plot is dropped. Completely. It's completely dropped, and they just, like, force him together with Mimi. And then he just disappears. Yep. Like, uh, bye. Bye, Benny, I guess. They pulled a Julie Taymor on us. <laughs> but... They, 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 they went straight across the universe. They dropped this plot entirely. Yeah. Um, No, but this has to be when... Angel dies because the next song after this is Goodbye Love. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not gonna feel bad that Angel's dead. You don't have to feel bad. I mean I feel I'm bad. Not. Like, I, I was I was actually like, oh good, she's dead. Thank God. What What do you mean? Kill the dogs. That doesn't mean she deserves (laughs) to die of AIDS. That is... That... mm, No. Oh, yes. No. Anyway. Like, Jack... I literally... As soon as I saw her in the hospital, but um, I went all Jack Nicholson joker going, I'm glad you're dead. (laughs) That's fucked up. That is entirely fucked up and proud to say that. You should not be. But anyway. I am, brother. She's a horrible character. No, she's not. Kill the dog for money. (laughs) She played the drums for money, is what she did. Should have stuck with that. She did. She didn't throw the dog out of the balcony. Oh my god, she did and bragged about it. No, she didn't! <laughs> yes, she did! This is too easy, audience. I'm setting her off on purpose. Oh. 
Anyway, next it's, song. It's all too easy. The next song is Goodbye Love, which is during Angel's funeral. Um, so dramatic. Why is Ty Diggs there? I don't know because he's. He had him. nothing to do with Angel. He had nothing to do with Angel. Why is he there? I don't know. I maybe to support. Ty Diggs just had a look on his face like oh, after this scene, I can go fucking somewhere else. <laughs> I'm free. I'll be That's finally read free. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> um, so after this song is when Roger leaves for Santa Fe. M- this this whole plot point is pointless. Yeah, because he immediately comes back. I know. I say I don't think he's gone for very what long. What was the point of this? I, it, <laughs> He uh he sold his guitar and bought a car. And then sold the car for another guitar. Yes. So You know, you, you could have just had him stay in New York and do this. Yeah. Like there was there was no point of him going to Santa Fe if he was immediately going to come back like a couple weeks later. I know, right? So Ugh, and then, so, so, yeah. So then, um, this is when Mimi starts to get sick and she's like dying of AIDS. Is that when Roger comes back? Roger just comes back because he was gonna go get Mimi back, but Mimi just disappeared. Right, she disappeared, and then she's like, "What? Isn't she like wandering the streets or something?" Because she belongs to the city. She belongs to the night. Like, where is Benny? Like, you living in a world full of darkness. You left your wife for this girl, and now you're not anywhere. Yeah, literally. I think the last we hear, he's calling him on the phone. Yeah, she's gone. I don't fucking care. (laughs) He does not care. I'm out. Benny out. Benny out. I wash my hands of this weirdness. <laughs> so, Mimi, they they find Mimi, and she's dying, and they put her on, like, the, the kitchen table, or, like, the kitchen counter, or whatever it is. It's like it's a metal a, I table. Think it's, a, it's a table. It's a metal table. And yeah, she so dies. Yes, let's put the girl who's having a high fever on the cold metal surface. Yeah. Hmm. But go back to med she, school. <laughs> I get she dies like like they say that she dies, but then somehow she comes through back the to goddamn life. power of love. She comes back through the power of love. Don't ask me how. Freddie Mercury and Easy E are rolling in their graves. Magic Johnson is rolling his eyes. That is not how that works. <laughs> so fuck you, movie. Fuck you. I say after that, it's basically just more. Um, it's just them watching Mark's stupid piece yes. of shit documentary with no yes, sound because he never had a mic. 
And I'm not letting that go! <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> this would one you, hurt. Would you like to present final thoughts now? These characters are the most insipid, aggravating, worthless peons I've ever had the pleasure of sitting down and watching. <laughs> I mean, my god. Not one of them has a decent shred of humanity in them. Well. The story, again, it fails of trying what it, it's wanting to do. I don't like the songs. I think the songs are mediocre. And they just go on and on. They're bland, and they don't stop. They don't fucking stop. Oh. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't like it. Right now. I don't well, know what it is about fair. this film that is bringing in my inner Lord of the Rings fan, but I feel like Frodo, after he th he the One Ring was destroyed, it's done. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. <laughs> well, I guess that leaves for my final thoughts then. I I love this show. Um, it's one of my favorite Broadway musicals. Um, does this movie have problems? Of course it does. Any Broadway adaptation is going to have problems, but the Broadway show has problems as well. So, I'm kind of the opposite. I find the songs very intriguing. I love the music in it. Just, um, I think the characters are very compelling. Um... Are they the best people? No, of course not. Um, but they're not supposed to be. Um, I think it presents a really interesting story. Um, complicated romances and just life in general, which I, I really like. So that's my final thoughts. Uh, I get it. Like Life isn't black and white. It's gray. Right. But these people are black and white, and the situ and the situation they've made it see portrayed it as black and white. There's no middle ground here. And I'm sorry that bullshit ending was. We saved Mimi from AIDS through the power of love. Yeah, that that's my only. That was just a whole thing. huge middle finger to anyone who suffered with HIV. Yeah, that part I didn't really like. Like honestly, I would have given the given the movie more props if they kill also killed her off. Right, because we only have one death, and that's Angel. And again, as I've stated throughout the podcast, not the best character to feel sorry for, given what her intro song is about. <laughs> so I I just don't understand like. 
what is it about this that I'm trying to understand the thought process? Like, even you said they're not the best people. So, what is it that's likable here? I like I. It's hard to say because I I definitely see where you're coming from. Where you say that they're assholes and douchebags, like whatever. I definitely see that, but I also see like how Angel helps Collins and like takes care of him. Gives yeah, I see that too. Gives I won't deny you that. Money. Say, I won't like, deny that. I won't you deny you that. Yeah, like and gives Mark and Roger money out of the kindness of her heart. Um. I find I like how lot like well I <laughs> not at times but I like how blunt Maureen and uh, not Maureen Joanne is and seemingly the more logical one out of the group, even though she gets really crazy jealous. I mean, I I would understand if these were assholes that that you love to hate, but I don't love to hate these people. Like I want them right. all to die of AIDS. No. I know half of them will. Oi. That is what it is. That's, they all have AIDS, so... Not all of the, them. We established this. Not most of them, of them, yeah. Honestly, in my head, kid, I feel like Maureen and Mark are such tryhards, they're going to inject themselves with AIDS, so... My God! That was awful to say. I don't like these people. I feel so bad for these actors because they all are talented actors. Okay, they are all talented actors, and they they. But again, I give as I stated before, I, I feel like Jonathan Larson was way too close to the subject that I think he, he unwillingly failed at what he was trying to do, and I and I'm sorry for everyone, all the fans of this and of Jonathan Larson, but I. I truly believe he failed at what he was trying to do here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I see your point. Like, I don't fully disagree with you. I, I definitely can see. And I think that's why I, I, to I toned it down because I was just becoming so angry that my points weren't coming across as funny. It was just coming off as mean. Yeah. I say sometimes you just got to take a step back. I, I had to, and I know I, I, I jokingly promised my uncle like this was going to be a biblical Anthony going off the rails, but I couldn't. Like I was too angry at this to do that. Uh, and it, it was it was not going to come out funny, and I, that's why throughout you'll as you listen as you listen, audience, I had to take a step back. We we had talked about because before we record, um, we'll sometimes talk about like different parts of our review that we are going to incorporate. And he, Anthony, had said to me like, "This is going to be a mega freak out. Like this is going to be biblical." Um, and I think, well, I I don't think I I know that our our. Our family over at uh, Bucktooth Gremlins are expecting this giant freakout, but it's not I, like I'm sorry I failed to deliver. I, I it, it was just making me so angry. I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't do it, and 
it would come out funny. It would just come off me coming off as a jerk. And in order, and and it's it's a good thing because at a certain point, and a lot of people can't do this. They they can't acknowledge when they need to draw that line. Um, and, and just honestly, and, I I it was I. I got too emotionally invested in the anger of this one. Like this one triggered me. Uh, I, it, this movie honestly triggered me. Hmm. It just it comes to that point where you gotta kind of decide like how you want to proceed. You know. Yeah. It it, it really does. And it's it's. it's and me something... personally, I didn't want to proceed. I couldn't go full animal. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh, no, I no. couldn't. I couldn't harness the animal because <laughs> it wouldn't have come off as the animal, so to speak. It would have just come off as me being an asshole. Right. So, but the the entire point in in this little chat that we just had. Is that maybe in order to to make this better, Jonathan Larson should have taken that step back and kind of, I don't want to say reassess, because I like the musical the way it is, but... And I know a lot of people do. Right. And that's fine. And I'm honestly glad you, you brought the point, because I didn't even think of it as we started this little... Fireside chat, so to speak. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he should just take it a step back and say, hmm, this like, could use I, some work. Right, like, am I doing this now, the right way? Now, granted, I realize he died before the show even premiered, so... It was like two days before. So that. honestly, it's you could honestly like who's to tell what would have happened if he had stayed alive and saw the final product. It's it, it's honestly though like that's so crazy to me that he died like a day or two before it was supposed to premiere. I mean, it's one thing in rehearsal and you're into it, then you got to take a step, and then you actually see it in front of an audience. Right. I also think him dying kind of what made the show because. Becomes as, popular. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't. Like, and I don't mean to sound mean about that, but I think. I think it would have been popular regardless, but I definitely. It, it probably, I want you know I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Say yeah, it probably would have. Yeah. Um. So I definitely think it would have been popular, but his death, I think, definitely boosted. Yeah, I I think so too. Boosted it, which is I I feel awful saying it, and it's very unfortunate. No, it is very unfortunate because, like I said, Tick Tick Boom is one has, bec- has easily become one of my favorite shows, and I would have loved to see what he would have done other than Rent. Right, like Jonathan Larson was extremely talented. Absolutely, it's. It's honestly a very tragic waste. Yeah, it is. It it definitely is. Um, with that though, I think we should maybe wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, 
And I think we should close off with, have we watched anything recently? Um, no. <laughs> I, ah, now I guess this is my, my time for the floor, so to yeah. speak. Uh, so yeah. I was, after I'd finished Rent and I was just seething with anger, I thought about your episode on the Bucktooth Gremlins, Annalise. Uh-huh. So I was going to watch The Exorcist. Oh. Now this is a direct message to our uncle. You need to fix your flex because your exorcist on here is just the the making of. It's The movie's not even on it. We watched it on Plex. It's there. Okay, when I went to it, it, I, it said The Exorcist, and it's just this the making of. You have to, I think you, there's a certain thing you have to go to because I guess there's two different versions and you probably didn't get the right well, one. Well, then our uncle needs to call me and tell me how to do that so I can watch it and honestly see what you were talking about. See if the makeup kind of oh, goes it, down it, in quality because it's HD. It's goofy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's you goofy. are disturbing me because that movie freaks me out. I am definitely watching that in daylight. I ain't not, I am not watching that in the dark. <laughs> it, it's so. So pretty much what I did instead, since I couldn't figure that out, I wouldn't watch Jaws. <laughs> Love it. That was a good one. Love it. <laughs> but seriously, Pete, you need to call me or fix your flex. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, so if you watched our first musical March review, um, that was Hairspray. You know that we've recorded these back-to-back. So we did Hairspray on Tuesday. We did Jesus Christ Superstar yesterday, Wednesday. And we just obviously finished Rent today on Thursday. And we're going to be taking a day for a break. And by that time, we're going to be recording on Saturday. And we should be back to our normal schedule. And guess what we're watching? What is our last well, pick for musical After mode? this and Jesus Christ Superstar, I think we just need to dial it back a little bit. Okay. Have some fun with a good shitty 80s movie. Unfortunately, okay. there's something trying to be a good shitty 80s movie, so we're just going to watch Ro- Rock of Ages. Uh- <laughs> And by the way, audience, you will see the return of friend to the podcast, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. And yes, he will be singing. He's glorious. And yes, we will be making fun of it. <laughs> Let's uh, just have some fun with a movie trying to be a shitty 80s movie. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> All right. Well... Stay tuned for our last episode of Musical March, Rock of Ages, and we will talk to you guys again on Saturday. Bye! Today's of inspiration, playing hooky, making something out of nothing. The need to express, to communicate, to going against the grain, going insane, going mad.